Vinyl Crisis. On LA's west side, a group of avid and devoted vinyl collectors scour the remaining handful of locally owned record shops for the rarest of original vinyl to bring you music you won't hear on any other radio platform. None of it is digital. This is how music was meant to be enjoyed. This is Vinyl Crisis. Pensando em voltar no caminho de ir Um rosto a chorar e a roda a correr Fugado amor e um nó, e um nó, e um nó da alma E um soluço E um soluço Onde está meu
Welcome back to another Vinyl Crisis. Mr. Vic, how are you today? 
Excellent. Well, uh, you know, we are in line for a real treat here today. Uh, we have an in-studio guest with us who uh, pretty much puts up all the signposts to our Brazilian tastes in music. So uh, we're welcome, uh, Graham, from uh, Mr. Bonka. Thanks for having me, guys. Honor to, pleasure and a privilege to be here. Excellent. What are you doing in town? Welcome to Los Angeles. Thanks. It's the uh, first time I've been here. It's a very exciting trip and glad to be here. We're here for a party we're doing on Friday and Saturday right. with the Rap Cats crew. So, yep. yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. Okay, what can we expect? So we're, we're coming down. What, what are we going to see? So Friday night, we're doing a little session from 7 until 10, primarily to celebrate the Arthur Verisai okay. reissue album that we've recent, recently released. And uh, it's one of our favourite records. It's the favourite record of a lot of other people out there, including people like Madlib and right. I know, uh, Egon, who runs Now Again, Stone's Throw. It's, it's one of his favourite records. And there's been a lot of talk between, between us about the album and uh, yeah, it came up and, and, and Egon said, why don't you come over and we'll do a little party in LA at, at Amazing. Cats and we'll, we'll celebrate the launch and you can play some records. Yeah. I'll play some records, we'll get some other people and play some records and, and, and talk about the album and, and celebrate the, yeah, celebrate the brilliance of it really. So that's why we're here on the Friday night and Saturday from 12 till 7, I believe, we're running a pop-up store and we'll be selling some African and Brazilian records. Amazing. That are pretty hard to get. So, Well, I mean, be- th- this stuff is really quite hard to get in Los Angeles. Vic and I are a testament that we, we go out and dig as, as much as we can for Latin, Brazilian, African gems. And uh, Vic, have you found anything that you can write home about lately? Typically, you know, <laughs> we just shop via Graham's online store. got to be honest with you. I mean... You're giving away all the secrets now. Well, the, the secret... I think we were late to the game tell you the truth i mean because we heard some fervor and some discussion about this mr bongo thing yeah a while back and ben and you guys being from the same area he started doing some of our dj sets and some of our uh, pre-interview sets with your music and um it really changed a lot of things for a lot of us um so that's where i get my well, we, we slip a mr bongo release into pretty much any possible occasion so uh we recently did a, a, a gig with some Brazilian musicians, actually, and we, they were just coming up to us and going, oh my God, you know so much about our heritage. And we were yeah, like, yeah. no, we're just playing Mr. Bongo 45, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, yeah, it's an amazing way to get into Brazilian music, particularly with the reissues that we're doing, the, the Brazil 45 series. That's a real amazing way to get into it. And there's a lot of classic stuff in there. There's a lot of classic samba rock and MPB mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff. But it's all more danceable. It's more groove-based. It's... Yeah, it's, it's, they're essential records and they're increasingly more and more difficult to find, cool. particularly in their original formats. And the price goes up as time goes on, they get scarcer and scarcer to find, the condition degrades. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about hundreds and up to thousands of dollars to get original versions of these records. So it's an honour to be able to reissue it. Absolutely. Well, we thank you for doing it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what we were just listening to at the beginning of the show? You had played with three or four tracks. Yes, yeah, so the first track was KM110 by Harriton Salvanini. And that's, uh, yeah, that's a super rare one. It's, it's taken from a, a four-track seven-inch that was released in the late 60s. It was pressed up to give away at theatre tour. So it's actually music from a theatre production. So it's given away at performances of that, and as a result, not many copies. But yeah, as you can hear, it's orchestral. It's kind of yeah, orchestral samba breaks and strings. It's, yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't been found before. Actually, with that kind of with that kind of loop and that kind of hook in it, you would expect it's something that someone would have dug up and someone probably would have sampled. Right. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing record, and we also reissued another Harriton Salvanini album recently called SP73, which is a more. Uh, 
yeah, I'm more laid back, but a much more intricate, more soundscapey, more soundtracky album that he wrote with his brother mm-hmm. um, in a week in Sao Paulo. So it's that, and that's an amazing record as well. Very much a lost classic, but been very popular since we reissued that. So yeah, he, he's a, he's a real interesting guy, Harrison Salvanini. Okay. Soundtracks and um, yeah, quite deep records that get better with every listen. So that's cool. And um, the second track was Trans Amazonica by Antonio Adolfo. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that got a lot of plays in the acid jazz days and and, and, the, and the, the jazz dance and the jazz fusion days in London. And it's kind of stuck ever since. And right. it's personally, one of my favourite Brazilian records. Cool. It's on a, more on a jazz tip, but very heavy heavy drums and quite psychedelic in places. And that's wicked. Really feeling that one. And then you've got Feminina by Joyce in the background now, which mm. is, yeah, it's a solid album. And it's quite rare to find a solid album in Brazilian music. So right. it's a great one. And, and uh, still affordable as well. So worth picking up. Excellent. Cool. Vic? I guess my question is, take us a little bit back to the beginning. Okay. And where your love affair with this style of music started. Yeah, so... I've got, I've, got to, I've got to give it to David Buttle, who founded it in 1989. And I've been working with David for the last 12 years, um, helping him run the business and, uh, and, and develop the new line of Brazilian music that we released. But yeah, it goes back to David's passion for Latin music, actually. So he was selling records, going to Venezuela, going to Colombia, going to places in South America when he was quite young actually so he's bringing back suitcases to london getting met by record dealers and yeah he was he was one of the first guys to bring that stuff into the country so yeah he would he would sell records to people like gary who's with us in the studio today and giles and uh, all the other heads in london james lavelle people like that so it grew from there really and it turned into a shop which was uh, initially a small shop in a place called daddy calls in soho in london and that quickly changed into another shop in Berwick Street, which changed into another shop in Poland Street, which was probably the one that was most well-renowned well yeah. well in the end. And that had a Latin section upstairs. It was primarily hip-hop downstairs. And that was a lot of US stuff. So that was independent, independent stuff like Def Jux, Raucous, uh, Def Jam, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of that, that was the first place in Europe you could get it. And then the Brazilian and the Latin selection upstairs. So it was quite, an, it was quite a unique spot in the fact that if you wanted access to those records in Europe, that was pretty much the only place. And then a shop in Japan opened, the label started, and it all kind of grew from there. Um, everything changed in early 2000s, which is when I joined. Uh, kind of the, the tough times in the music industry when things kind of, well, things changed massively because of the, the advent of, of the internet and digital distribution, et cetera, et cetera. Open distribution channels, more people could get the records. And yeah, that was that was that was when the shops had to close, unfortunately. Mm. So there were a few years in there where, uh, yeah, people were finding their feet in general. I mean, worldwide in the music industry, that was the case. And then, yeah, towards the end of the two thousands, it was, yeah, it picked up again, and we, and we we focused more on reissues. And mm. uh, we were working with people like Terry Callier, which was a real privilege He's yeah. from Chicago. And yeah, I mean, I, I think one of those strange artists who was more popular in Europe and Japan than than it was in the states. Uh, so he was, yeah, he was adored in, in London and in Tokyo and in Japan when he played. So we did a lot of work with Terry Callio during that period. But yeah, really moving towards 2008, 2009, it was, it, was the, it was the focus on these reissues. And I think that's, that's what's really driven it over the last five or six years. So during that time, that, that sort of change in, in the music business uh, over those last years from, you know, stores and obviously not just your stores, but as you said, industry wide. Yeah. Stores closing. And, you know, we all saw that even hit the supermarkets and all that kind of crazy stuff as Definitely, well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Were you pressing vinyl and releasing stuff and reissuing stuff all that time? Yeah, but it was. Um, whereas before, you, you could you could release twelves and you could release albums, and you were guaranteed to. I mean, you're going to sell a fair amount of them, mm. um, whatever they were, really. And that was obviously there was a, ro- a lot of records being made during that time, so you had to be a lot more selective. Basically, the signings had to be better, the execution had to be better, making nicer products, signing better records, knowing what people wanted a bit more. Everything was much more tailored and much more accurate. And yeah, it was there was. I think there became a bit more of a science to it. And when we really nailed that, then it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been flying ever since. So. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And uh, I hear plans for a new store in the, yeah. in the making. Yeah, so it's come full circle and it's always something that I've been pushing for. <laughs> and I think Dave didn't think it would ever happen again. I was hoping it would happen again, particularly with the vinyl resurgence that we're seeing now. Right. So yeah, we're opening a new store. It's going to be open on Saturdays and Friday afternoons. So this is in Brighton in the UK. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be open from the 19th of November. So we're having a celebration party and yeah, the doors will be open. There'll be used records and new records. and That's amazing. Should be good, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a very exciting venture. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's going to be great. So, so I'm curious about something because uh, Ben and I talk about this quite a lot. Okay. And uh, we debate. I don't think we're in the middle of a vinyl resurgence. Okay. I, I never think it will. I'm 44, man. Yeah. So it never went anywhere. I only started talking to you at the start of the vinyl resurgence because <laughs> I saw you had a record collection. But I'd love to get your feedback. You've already touched base on it a little yeah. bit. The internet happened. Record labels went to shit. Yeah. People just. But, but do you think the vinyl thing was actually always happening? And it's just now that more people are in tune with it? Or did something happen with music itself that caused people, like on a cultural level, to start digging for this music that we all do? I think, uh, I mean, in terms of younger audiences getting into vinyl, I think if you're 14, 15, 16 year olds growing up and uh, the only access to music you have or, or really know, know about or are aware of is streaming, is, is, is the web. And then all of a sudden you're introduced to maybe this medium that you haven't discovered before. And then there's an element of excitement to owning the physical records like that. I think that's cool. I mean, I've done DJ sets before where someone's come up to the booth and said, what's that? And leant over and you think, okay, well, they're asking what the tune is. And they're actually asking, what is it? And it's, it's like, it's a, that's a vinyl record. They're playing music <laughs> on the vinyl record. And then they, and they look on their faces. It's, but that's, that's the younger generation coming through. And when they, yeah, when they, when they get excited about records, I think there's, that's what's been very, very positive about this music in particular, I think. It used to be more of the jazz heads, the world music heads, mm-hmm. I hate that term, but that's where a lot of it got filed under, the African, the Brazilian, it's, it's in the world music section, where it should probably be in the soul or the jazz or the disco section. Um, and the, the level of interest in Brazilian and African music is, is as strong as I've ever known it. And I have, a, I have a unique perspective in it, I think, because I wasn't there from the start of Mr Bongo, so I've been there for the last 12 years of it. Um, and for me now, it is by far the highest level of interest that there's been. And when I started, it was very much this world music thing. And does, now, does, now it's, it's, the it's, sales reflect that? You yeah, see the pickup? Definitely. That's brilliant. Definitely. That's good to hear. And the 45s fly, the reissues fly. We're, we're selling them to, to, to so many different people as well, so many different age groups. We're getting 18 to 20-year-old kids in, in South London who want to buy this stuff. That's driven by different selectors, you know, people like Anthony Naples, Leon Vinehall, you've got Huni Ansel, the Rush Hour guys, um, yeah, Floating Points, Fortet, Giles, these guys digging and playing 
African, Brazilian, and all kinds of other weird records, and that and that's completely refreshed the whole thing as well. So it is it is reflected in sales. Yeah, I know it's not about that, but it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you guys are doing something pretty interesting. You know, you see all the streaming services hiring all the big A and R guys from the record companies, and all these, you know, Jimmy Iovines and the Leo Cohens, and all these people arriving in the streaming services and you feel like, well, you know, the poor record labels, they're going to really get it now because, you know, streaming services can, you know, release their own streaming records, right? Yeah. I I think there's a flip side of that where you guys have been doing all the hard work for years, curating really very deep uh, immersive catalogue that, you know, people, not everyone gets into it, but when people do, they kind of don't go back. Yeah. I I hope that's the way people feel about it in that once they're in, they will kind of, they will probably buy most of it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. When you really get into it, there's, there's it's such a strong stream of releases. I think, and it is quality check. I mean, everybody in mm-hmm. who works in Mr. Bongo basically says, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, without question, this one, this one, this one. And if if someone isn't so sure, then well, you make can it. trust you can trust those little black sleeves in the store, right? Oh, you know, good. You I'm glad to hear that, man. You glad do. You, do you, you see all this kind of stuff, and there is a lot actually. You know, yeah. there's a lot of you know, world cool, funky stuff out there that gets reissued and, you know, some very cool boxes. It's a lot of it's very affordable, but you know, when you pick up a little black Mr. Bongo sleeve, you're, you've hit a winner and, uh, you know, I've never been let down. That's glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Well, I think, news. sorry to interrupt. I think you're also getting a winner because it goes beyond the music. I think one, one of the things you guys both nailed is this level of curation. There's like a love and an artistry in, into the music that you guys select. And I find that on vinyl, like not so much for 45, but with regular length albums, you get liner notes. Yeah. And as nerds, we're going to read the liner notes and we're going to learn who the bass player was or the percussion it was on a certain album. And you just kind of enhance your learning. And I wonder if you guys ever feel pressure that like you're actually educators and you're, you're teaching a lot of us. I mean, it's, it's a o- new music. It's an honor to release the records and, and they are. They are records that we we deeply love. But yeah, we we, we really but the Verisai, the Arthur Verisai reissue that we've done recently and that we're celebrating on Friday um, at Rapcats is. I mean, that's one of my favourite records for me. It was always like, if we're going to do Brazilian records, we need to do this one. We need to track it down. And it might and it took a long time. It took a long time to get the license for that record. Also, the Pedro Santos Crescendo is uh, is one of the the best pieces of psychedelic music I think ever made um, and it happens to be Brazilian it's, it's basically impossible to get it another one we have to work extremely hard and for an extremely long time to get that one so but yeah it's labour of love but a lot of them are either Dave's favourite record or my favourite record or Gary's favourite record or Gareth's favourite record or one of the other boys who's, who's involved in the Mr Bongo family or, or someone else who's, who's an extended family and uh, yeah that, it, is, it is like reissuing your own record collection I suppose and, and I hope that is is why the love comes across. Well, it definitely comes across with every play, not every stream, but every play. <laughs> very good, Vic. Very good. And so the reissue on Friday night, are you going to be able to? Are you going to be selling that? Or we are, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've got enough copies of that one. That that is readily available, and that will be there on Friday night. We'll be playing the album back, and Egon's got some photo- some photography from the original session for that as well, and also some photos that weren't included in the original album. So there's an extra extra level of interest there for people who, who want to get even deeper into the record. And it, it is one of those records, it is, that Mad Lib was, was quoted as saying, I could listen to this album every day for the rest of my life. Amazing. Wow. And it feels like that. It's, it's 29 minutes long. It's got 
some unbelievably deep and amazing moments on it and and yeah it's laden with strings and breaks and samba and orchestra and synthesizers and it just sounds like an incredible record man every every single detail and aspect of it is brilliant okay great well we're going to cut to uh, listen to a bit of music here and we'll be rejoined with graham from mr bongo very shortly uh for now uh here's some more tunes
canção singela brasileira para lançar depois do carnaval eu vou fazer um iê 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 romântico um anticomputador Amazing selection there from uh, Graham, our friend from Mr. Bongo. What were we just listening to? That's Gal Costa from her self-titled album. It's a, it's a brilliant listen. It's very psychedelic and it, it, it starts off mellow and in places goes very up, very down. And middle. Yeah, it's, it's all kinds of rock and samba and MPB flavours in there. So. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's a wicked record. Uh, and Vic, any, any special comments? I saw you just sort of drifting off into a psychedelic dream world there. I think I'm just going to listen to you and Graham finish out this interview. <laughs> I'm having a lovely time. Excellent. Well, we all said you were going to get schooled today, so uh, it's nice to see it happening. Uh, me too, actually. Um, so, Graham, tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming up. So, a lot of the time, uh, you know, friends of ours who listen to this uh, show say, that was really obscure, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I think you guys have got an answer to that. Tell us about this uh, compilation that's released this week. So, we've got an album, yeah, this week, compiled by myself, David, Gareth Stevens, Gary, who's here today, uh, Villa and Ali, who are who basically form the Mr. Bongo sound system. So we DJ, we do the radio show together, which is called the Mr. Bongo Record Club. Right. We DJ under the Mr. Bongo sound system, so that is clubs, festivals, all over the place. And we play a slightly broader spectrum of music, actually. A lot of it revolves around African and Brazilian, Latin. But we do dip into disco and modern soul and, and, and slightly broader flavours. And little bits and pieces of reggae and dub occasionally, depending on the show. Mm-hmm. So this compilation kind of reflects that. It reflects what we play in DJ sets, what we play on dance floors. Cool. So it is a different. It's a different side to Mr. Bongo. It's slightly more upbeat. 
it is yeah there's there's some more groove based tracks and there's some more, some more up tempo stuff and this is available in all good record stores globally or in certain territories or? It's, it's available globally yeah sweet on vinyl 2LP CD and digital nice well I know what we'll be shopping for later this week Vic well I also know what we're all doing Friday night we're basically going to be drooling absolutely watching a Graham and, and his buddies play some of this music is just absolutely so pristine that to Ben's point, it, it's got a transcendental energy to it. It just takes you away to a part of the world that most of us have, have never been. And it's just beautiful that you guys are able to capture this on album after album. Yeah, and, and also I'm very pleased to be able to do it with Egon, who's, yeah, the, the man behind Stone's Throw, the man behind Now Again, which is also, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best reissue labels on the planet. The stuff that he digs up, I mean, it's, it's out of this world. So for us to be able to do something with him is a real honour. And we're all going to be, yeah, we're all going to be playing some records Friday night, so who knows what's going to come out there. And uh, people can still RSVP? Is, yeah. it, is, is it full? We're nearly there? It, I think it is, it, yeah, it is full, but I, I believe it will be, I think people can get in. Okay. So it's rapcats.com forward slash bongo. Okay. And if you RSVP on there, you can come down on the Friday night, Saturday night, 12 till 7pm, everybody is welcome. All right. And Sweet. that's, uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of records available there that, Probably you'll never have seen before, I hope, or certainly never have seen in the real world. So cool. it'll be worth coming down. Brilliant. All right. Well, it, it remains for us to say thank you for joining us as a guest thanks for having your, me. on your tour of LA. Uh, thanks for squeezing us in, and we're going to play out the show uh, with another one of your fine selections. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Surrounds my dark green hair But it's not your unknown correct It's not for your unknown right hand been listening to Vinyl Crisis, featuring rare and eclectic all-vinyl musical treasures. 